0: Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Advent Wreath Candle Words. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelow, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And on my shoulder is Annabelle that you may hear chirp from time to time. She's a cute little addition to
1: the podcast for sure. (laughs) And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so here's what I remember about Advent wreaths and candles. When I was growing up, it was always the song, at least one verse, of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. and the candles in the Catholic Church were pink and purple, and I loved that. <laughs> but I don't remember any specific words, so talk to me. What are we changing with these words, and what were they to begin with?
0: Well, they are different depending upon congregation and time. You can Google Advent candle words and you get a whole bunch of different options, which is really fascinating. One of them always remains the same. And that is the Sunday that your pink candle would have come in. Okay. And that is Joy Sunday.
1: For those who are curious what we're talking about here, in the Catholic Church, we had three purple candles and one pink one. And it mm-hmm. was the third week that you got the pink one is sort of a,
0: it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. And that's actually my baptismal candle is a pink candle from Advent because that's the Sunday that I was baptized. Nice. It was the third Sunday of Advent on that joy Sunday. And so that one has always pretty much stayed the same, but there's different ways that you can kind of look at this or different words that are often used. There's hope, peace, joy, love, sometimes there's shepherds and followers and different things like that. I I forget all of the ones that get used, but they really change those up. That's like theme based, right? Exactly. And I don't know that it is prescriptive or that it is created in any kind of formal canon kind of way. Joy Sunday is that Laudate Sunday, that Joy Sunday, because that's going to hark back to Advent being an echo of the Lenten season and penitence, and Joy Sunday being a time where that penitence is kind of relieved a bit. So you could have baptisms you and get you a could reprieve. have weddings. You get a bit of a reprieve in the middle of winter so that you can have some of the joyful ceremonies in winter. But As far as the other days, the other three Sundays, I think I didn't even know that there were words until later in my own ministry in the last decade. And some congregations play with them and some of them don't play with them. But this year, we are doing some intentional work with them at Central.
1: I want you to back up for a second. When did you find out about them?
0: I think it was probably in this congregation because we very intentionally use them. We use the different words. Okay. And many of the congregations I've served, we do a verse of a song like, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, or Light One Candle to Watch for Messiah. And we sing the verse, we light the candle, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Or we sing two verses, we light the candles, and we're done. And we move on with the service, but at Central, oftentimes there has been a small paragraph or a small piece that is read a scripture or something that is read by the family. And then we light the candle and sing a verse of a song. And so with that using of a verse or a paragraph or something to set a bit of a theme for the service, This congregation is intentional about the four words then that get chosen for the season. And it makes a difference in what hymns we might choose or it might influence the direction of the sermon. All of those kinds of little pieces then begin to echo off of these words that we start our service with.
1: So is this something that as the pastor you are in charge of or is this something that the congregation or the worship committee comes to you with?
0: Here at Central, the worship committee primarily our liturgist. We have a member of our congregation that loves liturgy. And she reads tons of different books and tons of resources. And she gathers them and then sends me a spattering of options. So for this year's Advent, she sent me maybe four different options for Advent opening. And I look through them and say, yeah, you're right. Your gut instinct was this one. And I think for this year that you are spot on. And I think I've taken her suggestion every year. Interesting.
1: So what have they been and what are they changing to?
0: In the past years, like I've said, there's the joy, hope, love, peace kind of one. I know we did one year where there were shepherds and prophets. But this year, we're actually going to take time to look kind of at harder stuff. Okay. So based on the challenge of the year that we've had and where we find ourselves in history, we will be using grief, pain, fears, and struggle. Wow. That is really not what I thought you were going to be saying. Right? It's vastly different and gives a different timbre and... I think church is one place where we can bring the hard stuff of our lives, Mm -hmm. where we can bring the grief and the pain and the fear and the struggle. We can come with those parts of ourselves, especially in the midst of a season where that could be hard to admit to, and yet is such a real thing. In our world, more than 5 million people have died Mm -hmm. in a year and a half. And In our country, hundreds of thousands have been lost. Very few people have not been touched in some way by this pandemic. Depression is mounting, health challenges continue to grow. People are tired and weary. We're heading into in North America this time where our days are so short and the night is so long. And I'm even ready to put my Christmas tree up now. <laughs> and sure. Get some twinkle lights going, Great. anything to bring some vibrancy. And there's a place and a space to admit when we are tired and admit when we have grief. And the church is a place where that can be, I hope it is, a safe space to admit to that so that we can hold that tension of this will be a time of joy and hope that our world will not remain this way, which is the whole point of Advent and Christmas, and a time of saying, yeah, what we're feeling is real. This is hard. I'm fascinated how you
1: plan to try to walk that very thin line because you're right. I've heard more often than not these days that people are ready to just lean in hard to the joy that is Christmas or the holidays or any sort of celebration with all of the decorations, all of the food, all of the lights, all of the gifts, and yet here you come with, what were they again, grief, sorrow, pain, and and struggle, and pain. And fear. Mm -hmm. How do you plan on walking that line? You're absolutely right that people need a place to sort of express this, but to keep it from being such a Debbie Downer experience,
0: that sounds even harder than usual. I think in some ways when we have this, we need to make certain that we lean into the other promises. Okay. So for the first Sunday of Advent, when we have grief, we will also have the baptismal remembrance and so leaning in to that promise that death is not the end, that resurrection is part and parcel of this, that we are given this promise that death does not defeat us, right? Whenever we have one of these words and communion, to let the sacrament be the pathway towards joy. And oftentimes I'll make that transition If at the beginning of the service, I start with something that's heavier or harder, or if I preach a sermon that leans into the grief and the hard challenges of life, then I will lean even more powerfully as much as I can to the point of like, I would normally say like large grins and big eyes, you just can't see that behind the mask for the prayers of the people and the calling out of the joys of our hearts and trying to make certain that we really lean into that really lean into the joy of the sacrament, really lean into a joyful benediction so that we can take the service and go from these hard pieces to the trusting God, the same way that a lament will do. Mm -hmm. And in some way, that's part of it, right? We have these lament Psalms that teach us how to own our grief and own our anger and own our struggle and own our fear and turn our hearts to trust and faith in God that we will find our way through this, and there is another way through this.
1: Is there a component of this for the congregation where they can either express the struggles, the grief, the pain, or is it purely a reflection upon the fact that we are all going through it?
0: That's a great question, and maybe I need to make sure that that's built into the service. (laughs) I'm working on building out these services this week, so... That's a great question, and I'll definitely take a look at how we might be able to incorporate that. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Is there anything else that you
1: would change about this Advent, if you could?
0: Hmm. I would remove the sermons. No. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the sermons are oftentimes hard in this season because we get a lot of John the Baptist. Yes. And that gets rough. So maybe someday I will loosen my grip on the lectionary. And well, you do have other readings rather than just the gospel, right? I know, but when you've got John the Baptist saying big, mean things, it's like hard to just let them go into the air and not be addressed.
1: Well, yes, but perhaps this is your, your year to really go the John the Baptist route, given the words that you've chosen for the candles.
0: And the poor congregation is going to decide, I'm just taking this season off. No, no, no.
1: You just need to put up twinkly lights everywhere else in the sanctuary itself.
0: That's right. (laughs) Cover ourselves in hope in other ways.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Advent Wreath Candle Words. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic.
0: As do I. And thank you all for listening along. Feel free to come and join us on Sunday mornings. You can join us on site here in Portland, or you can join us online via Zoom or via Facebook. We would love to have you join us this season. You can reach out to us for more information about how to do that at podcast at centralportland.org. And until we are back in your ears again, remember God loves you no matter what.